You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. There's been a couple of sets of results that I haven't paid too much attention to this week, but I'm about to rectify that sad situation with Graham Kerner from Kerner Perspective. And Graham, I want to talk about the retail sector because it's very interesting to me. Are we at an inflection point? Have we had the out of lockdown surge and are we going to come back again? I just don't know. But anyway, uh, the two sets of results that I want to focus upon are Pick and Pay, which came out yesterday, I think it was, and Clicks, which came out today. Both really iconic shopping mall-centred companies and really, really good companies. Let's start with Pick and Pay. What do you think? Yeah, well, very much along the lines of what the the trading guidance of a, a week or so ago uh, told us was going to be the case. Um, circa 4 billion rands worth of lost sales. Um, sadly, probably in some of the more profitable items, you know, things like, uh, you know, clothes, shoes <laughs> and, uh, and booze and tobacco. Um, yes. Remembering that this this captured, you know, some of the worst of, of the lockdowns. Uh, yeah, so... so Group turnover was up 4.3, about 90 uh, billion rand for the full year. Um, but you look at trading profit, obviously impacted by some lower, some lower margin stuff. Um, I think all the retailers, the food retailers, having to absorb margin pressure, there was very little in the form of inflation. I think having to, all of them consciously trying to sacrifice um, some, some profit to try and get, get feet through the doors. Uh, but I think in the case of of, um, of pick and pay, and if you don't mind, I'll, I'll draw a comparative to to our preferred in the sector, which is Shoprite. Yes. Um, the the turnover figures w- were not that different. Um, of course, Shoprite has got a bigger African footprint, although it's going to shrink, you know, with the with the sale of Nigeria. But um, you know, fairly similar group turnover figures, um, and yet very different bottom line uh, results. So, you know, trading profit at uh, at pick and pay was down 15%, um, whereas uh, trading profit at um, at ShopRite was was up by 18%. Obviously, some comparative factors, and one we're talking about the six months to, uh, to December, and the other one the full year to February. But um, I think there's a lot to be to be said for that. Um, but I think in in so so bottom line is um, I think pick and pay is is trying very hard to to uh, inject some new life into it. Um, you know we've had had new management there for a uh, a while and, and and trying to sort of pull a lot of levers. But I uh, I think the reality is that um, the, the damage in a way to pick and pay was done a decade ago, uh, maybe up to five years ago. Um, you know, I think in terms of, of maybe just getting the, the, the mix wrong um, and then, you know, the competitors, particularly ShopRite, you know, no pun intended, came and stole their lunch. Uh, you know, Checkers, I think, very aggressively saying we want to target, you know, the middle and the upper end of the market. So kind of hitting some of the, um, the spa, uh, super spas and the woolies of the world and some of the the more upmarket pick and pays that strategy seems to be be working quite well. Whereas I think see today, you know, pick and pay is saying they actually want to go down the food chain and and move more into lower and middle income um, uh, markets. Where of course Shoprite has been has been very strong. But I think Lindsay, the bottom line is is you know in terms of the intro you made, uh, 
you know, COVID is unfortunately still with us. Uh, the retailers are trying very, very hard to to uh, keep prices low. And I think, if I may, one of the one of the big things, and um, I was actually just before we spoke, trying to find the article which spoke about the, you know, the upcoming increases. So NERSA has been given a fifteen percent increase for electricity prices, yeah. uh, or has been given. Uh, you know, uh, Eskom has been given a fifteen percent increase in electricity prices, and other utilities like water are also going up to circa ten percent. You know, over and above that, you've had you know fuel price increases. So the problem is. You know, there's obviously been a lot of people in South Africa have, that have lost lost jobs, and and maybe they still have their job, but the level of income is under pressure. So, what I'm saying is that um, the retailers in South Africa are really trying quite hard to keep the basket as affordable as possible. Uh, everybody's scrambling to get market share. Uh, you know, Checkers, uh, Shoprite's Checkers launched that extra save program, which seems to be very, very successful. Which um, one is that? Is that the and, six? And, is that the sixty? Are you talking about the sixty-minute uh, delivery thing, or is that something different to extra save? No, no, it's 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 kind of a a, a savings card. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, that that seems to have got very, very good traction. But the point that I was trying to make with this is that that the South African retailers, I think, are very aware of the fact that that many, many South African households are battling, you know, massively. Uh, you know, disposable income is under huge pressure because, you know, in spite of the fact that Eskom can't really keep the lights on for a very long time, and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of neighbourhoods often find interruptions to water supply, in spite of that, we, we're paying 15% more for electricity. Um, and if you have to look at, at what households are actually realistically spending you know, on those utilities, I believe it's considerably more uh, almost across the board than, than the inflation baskets would suggest. Together with that, of course, transport costs and things like that. So I think that it's a very difficult environment. It's obviously a segmented environment. But I think in many ways, Lindsay, you, you know, if we spoke about Woolworths food results over the last 10 years, we would say, yeah, you know, the economy would go into recession, but it doesn't matter. Woolworths sort of managed to soar above the the turbulence. Um, I think more recently you found a lot of you know middle middle income and and, and higher level uh, upper income families also very very significantly affected. So what I'm trying to say is the retailers are battling to to grow the top line very much. It's almost impossible for them to manage the you know the cost of sales as an input. So the margins aren't getting much better. Although uh, you know Shoprite did manage to increase theirs by I think 40 basis points uh, for the half year. Yeah, but it's 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 a very difficult environment. The gloves are off, and now the guys are getting creative. And I think that comes to the point you were making um, that you know it looks and feels as if retail in South Africa is at an inflection point, not only because of COVID, but uh, yeah, you know a lot of guys have been investing in in technology and DCs and things like that to get ready for e-commerce, um, and that I think is going to be one of the big differentiators over the next. Uh, year or three. Just talking about Woolworths, I mean, if I was an investment banker, a young greenhorn at my, at my desk, I'd, I'd phone up the boss and say, listen, let's go to Woolworths and ask them to spin off these two divisions. Because every time I listen to Lindsay Williams and Graham Kerner uh, talking about Woolworths, it's always the clothing is not doing very well, but the food is doing very well. So let's have w- Woolies Food and let's have Woolies Clobber and uh, two, two separate companies because they seem to be diverging when it comes to their performances. I mean, that's that's. I'm going off at a tangent here, but uh, just a brief comment mm. on that outlandish suggestion. 
Well, I mean, other companies around the world, if you look at one that we we like internationally, which is GlaxoSmithKline, is probably also going to break, you know, the old world sort of OTC stuff away from the six-year sort of genome kind of um, uh, pharma business. Um, and I think it, it makes a lot of sense, um, you know, Sorry, I'm not off on a tangent, but, you know, Brian Joffe with Long for Life is saying, you know, this thing's trading at a massive discount. What do we do to unlock shareholder value? And I think the point that you're making is a very powerful one. Increasingly, you are finding Woolworths food stores popping up, but, you know, they don't have the clothing business attached to it. I do believe that I, I think Woolworths will one day finally get, um, unlike David Jones, uh, the, the Australian subsidiary, I think they will get the, uh, the clothing business right, but it, it has been a drain. The big question, though, the million-dollar question, though, Lindsay, is, is whether the likes of, of Checkers and, and Spa, so in South Africa, a lot of the, the old-style spas are being rebranded as super spas, you know, unfortunately, in many cases, you, you can't just put a label up or you put a sign up that says Super Spa when the experience is much the same as it was before. But the point is that that everybody's coming for that upper end of the market. Um, and my sense is that, that that Checkers has probably got the most powerful offering. I think um, you saw it strategically. I think Pick and Pay is saying they see the future more in the lower end of the market. So I, what I'm saying is, you know, if they said to me, we're going to split Woolworths into two entities, I'm not so excited. I'm not so sure I'd be hugely excited about Woolworths food business on a, on a five-year view. I think they, they had a really good business model and, and exploited it, but the competition has woken up. And I'll give you a, a simple example. I'll go back to Peter Lynch type of a, 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 a analysis. Yeah. Um, you know, if I look at, at, at the online uh, shopping experiences of, of pick and pay uh, checkers and, um, and Woolworths in my area, I can't actually get Woolworths online, you know, their, their dash service. Um, whereas, you know, Checkers was, was probably three or four months ahead of everybody else. So, so the, the point is you actually still have to convert it. So coming back to your, your point, you know, investment bankers are, are notoriously creative in, in seeking out opportunities, but, but I'm not sure that that thing would actually work. And I think in many ways, um, the, the, the food business is actually needed to help get the, the clothing business, you know, more, more, more effective. And, um, and remember, they also share footprints. So I, I, I can't see something like that happening. I think the reality is, you know, just as, as, as Woolies have to dig deep and fix David Jones or make the best of a bad situation, I think they have to do a similar thing with the, the non-food businesses in, in Woolworths. And, mm. and unfortunately, that's old-fashioned retail. You know, get your buying right. Make sure you, you understand the, the target market. And if they want gray flannels and, uh, and cotton undies, then you give them gray flannels and co cotton <laughs> undies. You don't give them, you know, 700 or 800 rand shirts, which uh, – which at that price should have a designer label. Yeah. It's the first time anyone's ever said the phrase "cotton undies" on this uh, on this particular podcast site. Uh, but um, but uh, I, 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 I apologise. My no, mum would be very no, no. You mustn't apologise. <laughs> I, I applaud you for saying "cotton undies." Uh, just going back to pick and, to pick and pay. <laughs> all sorts of images <laughs> sort of being conjured up in my head at the moment. Let's go back to pick and pay. And you said they want to. They, they said in their statement. I haven't read the statement. I just saw the headlines. 
they want to go back to the lower and middle income classes. Without being too prescriptive here, what did they actually say about that? Because I think this is a, this is a mistake. Because I know South Africans are aspirational, and one of the reasons that they go to certain shops is because they are catering to the not upper classes, but uh, the muddied classes, and they go to the shop. And if they've got a a section that yeah, caters for for people with less money, then that that's absolutely fine. But at least they're going to that shop, and that's what Checkers has done. Why is Pick and Pay doing this? Mm, uh, you should ask uh, the family or, you know, uh, Mr. Brash or somebody else. I, I actually can't answer that question. I, 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 I think it's important. Uh, so let's just go back. You know, if you think about ShopRite's you save, for example, and, uh, you know, even if you look at, at say, MassMart's, um, you know, um, lower income uh, store offerings, the reality is, is, is for many, many people, uh, location is important. You know, mm. it, it's one thing to say, well, you know, you can travel, you know, ten kilometers in a taxi and go and do your shopping at a lovely, you know, strip mall or shopping center, and uh, and the prices are good, and you know, it's aspirational. But many people, that's just, you know, not a not an option. Uh, they have to go to the to to the local. Sh- Store and I, I suppose in a way it's it's you know if you it, it it if anything it's probably just as Amazon is is taking food out of the 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 mouths of of mom and pop retailers in the U.S. I suppose in a way the South African you know supermarket giants are are making life very difficult for you know the uh, the small store owner or you know spaza shop operator and I think that's what they're looking for but I think it's, that that's a logistical it's more of a logistical exercise so. In answer to your question, I think it's good to have, you know, multiple uh, multiple brands service, serving different parts of the market. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, you know, when 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 there are guys in that market who are very good at it and they have have sealed up or in many ways sealed up a lot of those areas, you know, all you're doing is you're fragmenting the spend. So, you know, you might inflict some damage on your competition if that's your goal. But I, I, I'm not sure there's a lot of money to be made in that. So, I tend to agree with you, but. You know who are we? We are just well, we're consumers. We are the market. I'm. Mean, I'm going to ask you something. What was the last supermarket that you visited? Uh, it would be Checkers, and if I may say, and that's what I think the reason that comes back to to Peter Lynch's analysis. Now, before you go on, is it because it's yeah. close by, or because you prefer the brand? Tell me. Well, I, I think the the it, it's it's a combination of value, the fact that. Um, there's some degree of accessibility, but but interestingly enough, um, it, it, and and this I think, Lindsay, if I may answer it differently, it, mm. you know every every neighbourhood is different. So you get, you know, you might find one neighbourhood where where the where the pick and pay is brilliantly run, and you know everything works like clockwork, and you walk in and you find exactly what you're looking for. And then in another neighbourhood, it might be uh, you know the checkers or the woolies or whatever. Well, Woolworths generally is fairly consistent. Mm. In our area, frankly, you know, the checkers offering is much better, um, and uh, the, the 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 value and and the fact that they do have multiple price points. You know, so many years ago, you could walk into a pick and pay, and you would be able to select out of a whole range of 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 brands of pasta, for example. You know, many many imported.s Now you find you know lots of own name brand, which I think all the retailers are doing, and I understand that. But it's it's almost as though where pick and pay stood for choice, um, and and you had the value option, but there was a range. My sense is increasingly, 
that is giving way to to value, if that makes sense, yes. and that can alienate customers, including myself. So, mm. um, but I think if I if I just look, you know, we're doing more and more of our shopping online, and uh, you know, the sixty sixty experience is is from my personal experience way way better. You know, um, if you order it for eleven o'clock, it arrives at eleven o'clock. Um, you know, the stuff is still frozen. They don't botch the orders. They communicate with you. Uh, whereas I didn't have the same experience with uh, with pick and pay uh, bottles where it was sort of an hour and a half late and half the stuff wasn't there and there was no communication. So, it, you know, I'm being a little bit <laughs> judgmental, but but that's the point. That that is, my, that is my experience. And, you know, if you asked me the question 10 years ago, where would, would our household shop? It was probably you know, 70% pick and pay, 30% at Woolworths. Right. Now I would say it's probably 95% at, at Checkers because a lot of those premium products like good cheeses and wines and things that, you know, you can now get um, uh, at, 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 a, at a Checkers, whereas, you know, maybe in the past you would have to split that spending. So, yeah, I th I, but I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a case of, you know, understanding your market and giving them what they, what they want. Okay, let's move on now to clicks. Clicks numbers came out today. I love clicks. I mean, clicks is great. And the reason I love clicks is because I'm a shopper. I like shopping. I like buying things. And I'm very shallow when it comes to that sort of thing. So when I go to a clicks these days, if I'm ever in South Africa, I put my head down and, and I walk along the aisles to the pharmacy, which is at the back, invariably. You go to the pharmacy yeah. and you get your microdols or you get whatever medication you need. And I don't look at any <laughs> yep. of the aisles, otherwise I'll get distracted. But then when I've got my microdols, then I go towards the till with my little basket because the, the, the tablets are locked in the basket. And then it's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I just yeah, see these things. I see hair dryers. I see eye creams. I see shampoo. I see vitamins. And, I'm, and, I'm, and eventually my basket is full. I go in there for one thing and I come out with 27 other, other things. It's a great shop. I really like it. What about you? I think you, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and the amazing thing is that, uh, you know, um, and we need to credit David Neal for, for a lot of what, what you see now. Um, yes. You know, I, I remember, you know, when he first came across and I was... I was he quite, came across some boots, you know, incidentally. Yeah, he came across some boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boots in the, in the United yeah. Kingdom and he transformed clicks. He was really, really good. Absolutely. Anyway, go on. He was fantastic. And, and I think the new management is also very competent, but a lot of retail is, is the momentum and the decisions taken in the past. So I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, again, you, you come back to the, to the comparative, and I think what makes the, the clicks performance over the last 10 years so much more noteworthy, Lindsay, is the fact that, you know, it's not as though they had an open goal and there was no competition. We had the very, very aggressive, very focused, very energetic DISCIM uh, in, in very, very similar space. But I think both of those businesses – have 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 seized the opportunity that frankly was before uh, pick and pay and to a lesser extent shoprite um, you know to 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 really sign up and lock up that um, that personal care uh, and pharmaceuticals business because we could see it but I, you know I mean my big criticism of, of clicks ten years ago was yeah well you know pharmacies are becoming utilities and you know we're only making so much for dispensing the meds. 
and uh, but I, I I'm I'm not embarrassed to say I completely underestimated the extent to which they were going to you know suddenly start selling you know 1500 rand bottles of perfume and <laughs> what were the things you mentioned hair dryers and shampoos and oh, everything yeah. else and and, and cream. the the offering is just yeah and of course that clicks <laughs> loyalty card is is also very powerful as is the the discam loyalty card so i think they have have probably gotten it more right than than the likes of of pick and pay and score and 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 maybe you know we'll see what 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 the checkers uh, save card traction is like but but those two uh, uh, clicks and discam really understood it but of course they are in higher margin businesses it's it's a little bit more tricky you know to give away margin when your margins are only you know four or five percent you know when they are much better than that it's easier to be generous um, with uh, with discounts and, and and give back but coming back to the question I think the model works brilliantly um, when you looked at, at if you if you break the the, the 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 revenue down it's it, it it's actually a little bit more complex so you've got group uh, turnover and again we're talking about six months to February whereas I was earlier talking uh, six months to December for for shoprite and understanding they're very different businesses but group turnover was up about seven and a half percent retail sales were up 7.2 which is not too different from from what the sa shoprite stores were doing. But UPD was the big standout there. You know, UPD I think grew its uh, it, it, its revenues by about nine and nine nine point two percent if memory serves. So, so the the point is that that you know my my criticism of UPD as a business model ten years ago was completely wrong. So you shouldn't even be speaking to me. But mm-hmm. but yeah, they've they've done just phenomenally well with with that. However. Everything positive we're saying with clicks, you need to you need to see one thing in context, and that now is that um, the diluted earnings per share for clicks, and we understand there are lots of moving parts and comparative issues and business model issues, but they were up, up the earnings were up nine and a half, whereas if you look at um, at Shoprite, their profits were up ten point four, and yet clicks is trading on a historic multiple before these results of 32 and ShopRite is trading on a a multiple of 23. So I think that's that is to me the critical critical thing that I think Clix has done a great job of putting putting the stores in the right places, getting them getting them well stocked. You can testify those shops shelves are are stocked with the right things, but you can't really do much more with it. You could theoretically you know, sell more perfume and less uh, hair dryers, which would be a better margin, but you can only do so much of that. So my sense is that the, the as good a business model as Clicks and Discam is, you're going to find those those turnover growth rates, those revenue growth rates starting to ease back. I also, frankly, believe that that the big uh, retail chains are going to get their act together and maybe just at the margin eat into a little bit of that uh, from, from Clicks and Discam. But um, the, the the bottom line is, I think I wouldn't be surprised over the next two or three years to see the revenue growth figures for Clicks and Shoprite um, to be very, very similar. And I actually wouldn't be surprised to see um, more earnings growth coming out of Shoprite on a on a blend of factors. And as I say, the one is trading on a thirty odd multiple, and the other one is trading on a twenty three. So I think that is the key thing that sometimes. 
you know, when good news is, is, is baked in three times over, you've got to be very, very careful. And uh, that's, I think, maybe why that stock's down just a little today. Okay. Here's the big question now. Um, we've been speaking for you know, around about 20 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Um, I need to give you my portfolio. I'm going to give you 10 million rand now. Uh, if only, mm-hmm. uh, and I want you to construct a retail portfolio for me. Give me your top three or four and uh, the percentages. And you don't have to tell me why. You just say, Lindsay, this is what I think is going to happen. Please tell me. Okay, well, uh, again, you, you obviously need to, to qualify it with risk profile, but I know you're, uh, no, I'm risky. you're a fairly aggressive guy. Yeah, 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 you you know, you, you take the microdolls for a reason. So I think... If, if, I, I, I take my microdolls because I've got a bad back, but anyway, but <laughs> let's not talk okay, about so, my personal, so it, personal physical issues. Let's talk about my personal portfolio <laughs> issues, if you would. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's start with... Um, I, I, would, I would put ShopRite in, frankly, as the, the food retailer of choice, I think. Um, it gives you, it gives you, I think, reasonably good visibility of earnings growth over the next while. Um, so for me, they are, frankly, the standout of the, of the, uh, of the food retailers. Number one, Shoprite. Uh, Number two. Yeah, I, I think out of the out of the the discretionary, the the clothing businesses, um, my sense is that uh, that the Fushini Group is still a. A good business. I think it's well run. It's obviously been through a, a, a torrid time, mm. but in many ways that's reflected in uh, in in the in the price. Um, you're going to laugh at me, but I think if you're an aggressive person and you think that there's there's a, a, a massive recovery potential, I would put a little bit of that money possibly at this level into MassMart. Um, oh, okay. It's obviously recovered quite significantly off those lows. Walmart has has thrown resources at it in terms of funding. It's thrown people at it, um, and I like what I'm hearing, and I, I'm, I'm I'm liking the decisiveness. So when they say our game is going to get out of out of food, you know, you walk in two weeks later and the shelves are empty and yeah, and the fridges are gone, kind of thing. So I think those those three for me. Are, are, are probably the the pick of the bunch. As good a business model as Clicks, and and Discam is, I think. I think the the multiples are are too rich, uh, frankly. And the other, I think, um, thing that that I also think all those businesses are actually doing quite well in the in the online space. You know, so I think sixty uh, sixty for for Shoprite for Checkers is doing brilliantly. Uh, my sense is TFG is, is is exploiting that space quite well, and if you yeah if you look at the uh, at the the MassMart offering, you can actually on a macro website buy a whole lot of products. You know, it's almost like an e-commerce portal um, that they will then then source from third parties. So I think that's quite smart as well. Um, but understand the MassMart one is a little bit of an outlier. But what I'm saying is I I can't see Walmart walking away from this thing. So no. it's a little bit of a punt, but I think it's pretty it's, – it's, you're in good company. Okay. So just to say you like all the other ones as well. You like the Spas and the Woolworths and uh, uh, Pick and Pays. Uh, but number one is ShopRite. Number two in a different space is TFG, which is the Fashini Group. Yeah. And number three is MassMart. Yeah. Very, very interesting portfolio construction. Graham Kerner is the founder and top man at Kerner Perspective. 
how do we get in touch with you, Graham? I think easiest just go to the website, www.corper.co.za, K-O-R-P-E-R. Thank you, Graham Kerner. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.